Hey, who made you a disc jockey? Welcome from all of us to all of you. If you want to know how glad we are to have you with us, just you listen. Hi, and welcome to Crisis on Infinite Midlife's podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. It's episode 175, two fucking shows in two weeks. It's almost like we have a level of professionalism. No. No, we really don't. No. Again, why we don't ask for money. <laughs> but kind of had to do a show this week. Uh, Marvel's Infinity War, long-awaited Infinity War Part 1, dropped this past Friday, I think all around the world, definitely in the United States. Uh, this is the 19th Marvel movie in 10 years, the first one with a cast this big. Uh, they had to put out a stinker eventually. <laughs> I don't think this was a stinker. It was a tone change. Uh, am I setting the wrong tone up front? It's a, I want people to believe that there's going to be conflict in the show. That way they don't tune out in the first 30 you try, seconds. Are you trying to do a misdirect? Uh, yes, absolutely. It's our, a- our local comic book store owner referred to this as the Empire Strikes Back. Of, of the series. <laughs> Our local comic book store owner also went with us to see Civil War, had seven beers before it started. And heckled out. the screen and then yeah. passed out. Passed out in the first 10 <laughs> minutes, slept through 45 <laughs> minutes of it, and the first thing he said leaving the theater was, that sucked. So <laughs> maybe we yeah, don't I'm, I'm also So what pre- you're saying is you should have him on instead. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be drunker than I am right now, and God bless him for it, but no. It's a, I'm, I'm pretty sure, though, that the last five movies that Marvel has put out have been called The Empire Strikes Back <laughs> of the Marvel Universe. So. Pretty much. It, at one point or another during it, yeah, it's a, oh, we're trying to go dark this time. <laughs> and somewhere Zack Snyder's <laughs> going, I can only to, be me. <laughs> I believe they refer to all of Phase 2 as The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> portion. So uh, I, I, I think we're going to start referring to things as that was the Infinity War of <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get into it, yeah, clearly we have guests. If you're a regular listener to the show, you already know the voices, but we'll do the introductions to get it out of the way. A longtime uh, friend of the show, uh, comedian Ross Garmiel. How's it going? It's going well. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. And uh, another longtime friend of the show. Believe me, if you've been listening to us at all, yeah, if there's any movie bigger than, say, uh, I don't know, a Powerpuff Girls movie or anything, he has I'm been down good. for that one too, though. Okay, excellent. You can host that one because I won't know shit. Are you pro or anti Mojo Jojo? <laughs> it it depends. It depends on the year. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, New York, <laughs> New York comedian Benari Polden. How you doing, Benari? Long time listener, tenth time caller. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I will start out with the one main negative. I generally do not like these. And it started with Back to the Future, part two and three. Oh, we filmed two movies at the same time. Mm-hmm. So here's a non-ending ending that makes you just sit there and hopefully uh, wait on tenter hooks for, for the next movie in a year. Not always looking at you, uh, Matrix Revolutions, but this movie had an ending. It was a pretty stark ending, but yeah. And even though I, I knew going, I knew it was a snake when I picked it up. They announced years ago, it's, oh, Infinity Part 1 and Part 2. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I, and if we're, and if we're calling spoilers right now, I will say I was surprised. I was more surprised at the people who didn't die. Yes. That, yes. that was the surprise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so oh. bef- before we go any deeper, uh, yes, this is a spoiler filled show. This is not the show you listen to for, oh, they'll talk about things obliquely for a few minutes. Uh, no, I've already started drinking fine. Berkshire Brewing Company, Steel Rail Pale Ale. They're never going to sponsor us. I know, but... <laughs> I feel, again, I don't want to open a Patreon because <laughs> I feel we charge market value for this show. Yes. 
<laughs> so I got to get some kind of sponsor. But anyway, the spoilers uh, flow. We don't even uh, try to pretend. So yeah, uh, this will be spoiler filled. Go see the more movie before you listen to this. But yeah, everybody dies. Jesus Christ. It's, well, well, well ha- half of everybody died. Uh, yeah, well, not half yeah. of all the uh, They're Avengers. They're very adamant about that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, the the av- original Avengers seemed to come out a little bit ahead. Um, being a member of Guardians of the Galaxy didn't seem to not be so like a much, winning yeah. bet. <laughs> no. You know, I like that, though, that, that the end of this movie put basically the core group back on top for the next movie. That, that essentially you're back, yes, and- you're back to basics. Oh, absolutely. I, I promised her I, that I would tell you guys that my 12-year-old pointed that out to me. <laughs> Very good. Well, it's a, this is supposed to be the big ending of really the first, you know, they've been calling them phase one, two, and three, but it's uh, they're sort of wrapping up everything that they've done yeah. up until now, and they, they kind of have to. Uh, just looking at the, at the screen, we saw it today, not in IMAX, but in a big-ass screen, and uh yeah, you can see every day of the eight years Don Cheadle has been playing Rhodey. Uh, these guys aren't getting any younger. After a certain point, yeah. <laughs> it's either we're going to CGI, CGI Robert Downey Jr. or we need to start looping new heroes into this. So, And, and yeah, as a, a beginning to that, it, it is fitting that, yep, it's going to be the main crew that brings it in for a landing. Well, it's also nice if you're going to give them a send-off, give them a proper send-off where, you know, we got the spectacle of having everyone on screen together, but if you're going to if you're going to cap off the story that they started, it's kind of nice that they get to be the ones to save the day and solve the the big problem. So, yeah. I like that this movie kind of set that up. Uh yeah, and they definitely had to set it up because the way it stands right now, uh Iron Man killed that nice Spider-Man boy. <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> We'll do specific deaths. <laughs> does does anybody else really want to see Tony come back hurt. to Earth and get chewed out by Aunt May? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I insist upon that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, well, first he's going to get some pity sex. And then... <laughs> well, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be... While they're, while they're snuggling. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> I wonder why I actually came over here. So. Oh, it's it's so hard for me to remember your nephew's whereabouts with this dry, chafed penis. If only somebody would do something about this. Because that's how Tony would break it to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, first he'd walk into the room and be like, oh, damn it, you're not Ash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you survived. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are, are breaking Well, up. let's do this then. <laughs> But a lot of people, yeah, it's been, like you said, oh, it's the Empire Strikes Back. On one hand, I I don't like that description because Empire Strikes Back, the ending at least ended on a bit of hope. Yes, they were beaten, but they were at least somewhat proactive. The the final act, even in their defeat, was, okay, we're trying to escape, and now we're getting ready to regroup for the next move, whereas this was just, oh, yes, you're all terrible failures. Uh, Well, if you take Doctor Strange at his word... The only, you know, he's seen all the the possible future outcomes, and there's only one timeline in which they won. And he chose to spare Tony's life and give the Time Stone to Thanos. So clearly, that was very important, and this is, we're in the timeline now where they win as far as Doctor Strange saw. Yeah, we don't know winning means. We don't know how. (laughs) We don't know how, but we, we know that like this is the hope that, that we have. Is, is... We, we know what winning means. Winning means they get us to pay for at least three more movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're completely winning then. Jesus they're Christ. Totally yeah. They've been kicking me in the tape for 10 years. It's, they're undefeated for fuck's sake. 
that was an interesting scene, uh, and yeah, clearly they're on that path, but also uh, the screenwriters and the Russo brothers were kind of smart in that, okay, yep, we're definitely on the right track of this, and then, yeah, Doctor Strange turns to Ash, so there still has to be a certain amount of uncertainty because he's not there to do any further steering, so yeah, we're on the right path, but there's still the chance it could go sideways. Now, realistically, out in the real non-Marvel universe, yeah, uh, we've already got a release date for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, Black already... Panther 2. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Yeah. So there are certain, you know everything's going to wind up okay, but uh, there's not a lot you can do about that in the internet culture. So at least there's, I, at this point I'm okay with it when a movie at least makes the nod toward, okay, from a storytelling point of view, we're we're set. So that well, there's, there's at least some doubt there. There's also an argument to be made it, uh, about, if the heroes who died when Thanos snapped his fingers, we know that they might come back. But the ones that he physically killed, yes. like Loki and yeah. Heimdall, they might be dead. So yeah. there's still, there's still some uncertainty Gamora. and Gamora. Although Gamora technically might have gone the way of the other heroes, they might all be trapped in the Soul Stone. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good I mean, point. We could talk about, I don't know how you want to break this down, but we can take it in segments of like, let's talk about that. Like, <clears throat> See, I also had a theory, though, that when, when Strange turned to Ash, maybe it's just a hope, he's projected himself to the astral plane. He's just over there and he'll figure out a way to come back. I, I think that he knew that he's, that he's gone. But Tony, so, I, like, I'm, I'm thinking because especially they had the scene where he's like, if it comes down to protecting the time stone or you and the kid, you guys are going to die. And then he says, no, spare his life and I'll give you the stone. And that's after he's he's projected into the future and seen all possible outcomes. Yeah. So in whatever vision of the future where the heroes finally defeat Thanos, Tony Stark had to be alive. Mm. Yes. Not Doctor Strange. So that's sort of what I'm taking away from that. I, I definitely at some point uh, during during the show want to talk about theories about what's coming because I, I got a big one. He has a um, huge one. But but uh, overall, I mean, we we saw this movie today. So when it comes to show prep, uh, I got about a page and a half here. So when it comes to how I want to proceed, this can go wherever it fucking goes. This is going to be a very loose show if you're listening. So if anybody has, you know, oh, I want to talk about this, yell it out. Because otherwise it might be a lot of, uh. <laughs> I feel like this was a movie, too, that people, pro like, they knew that you had to process it because they didn't do any funny gimmicky credits. It was just like credits roll, very somber. So I'll sit here and think about what we saw. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're like, yep, that just happened. With the Avengers theme via piano. So it was just yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. And not, Thanos not only won, he's already retired his yeah, ranch in Montana. It. <laughs> to an empty planet with nowhere. But, <laughs> no, I mean, when, every, when we were walking out, nobody was talking. It was, it was really kind of amazing. Like everyone was just. And my daughter was even like, why is everyone so quiet? I'm like, because I think people are just all thinking right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, now, it was it was so sudden and then just boom to the end. Now, Ross. And then you... we got to see Nick Fury die again. <laughs> <laughs> eh, must be must be Sunday. <laughs> now, uh, now, Ross. Uh, that you... is a, by the way, that is a proud Marvel Comics tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Killing Nick Fury. Nick Fury died at least 12 times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, now, I think the yeah, the movies are up to what now? At least three? Right, yeah. yeah. So. Now, Ross, did you go with uh, with any of your kids? Because I am curious I how... Took, I took my older kid. Okay, I, I am curious how and children reacted to all the heroes fucking dying at the end. <laughs> all she could say was she was confused. She was, she, the first thing, her first response was like, 
I thought they were going to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the man wants you to think. <laughs> Good job, Marvel, and being like, nope, there is no Santa Claus. Get a fucking job. This is how the world works. Not, not all yeah. the win all the time. There was one guy in Sorry, back of this us. This is Trump's America. Movies are depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Even the superhero Fucking... ones, especially the superhero ones. <laughs> there was one guy in back of us Luke that lost Skywalker his shit. Dies, it's like the rebels fit on the Millennium Falcon. I'm so Fucking Marvel just goes into ash. <laughs> There was one guy in back of us that lost his shit as we were leaving. It's like, Star Lord, if you could have just held it together for two minutes, just two minutes. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I appreciate. I started counting like the number of different people that fucked up. <laughs> uh, you know, start when Star Lord did that, when Scarlet Witch left to to go fight in the battle. It was like, it was nice. It was like, I don't think everybody screwed up, but they spread the blame around so much. And, and always for very understandable human reasons. Yeah. Star-Lord is probably the easiest to point the finger at. But then again, yeah. if there is a character who is supposed to be the most headstrong and impulsive in a crew of headstrong, impulsive fucking people. Oh, yeah. Well, you had you had him yeah. and then him playing off of Doctor Strange and Tony Stark. I mean, just Doctor Strange and Tony Stark going up against each other. You have the two <laughs> biggest egos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, certainly. Totally. <laughs> I fucking loved that. <laughs> so it was amazing yeah. to yeah. see, like, yeah, these guys are not going to get along. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do besides party tricks? I protect the realm, douche. <laughs> fucking reality. <laughs> Everybody did have their chance to screw up, sometimes benignly. I mean, Spider-Man shouldn't have been there at all. Um, right. Apparently Peter Parker in the Avengers movies is just going to dine out on, hey, I saw this really old movie that's two <laughs> Avengers movies in a row. Yeah, and basically... It, <laughs> they made a good joke out of it, though, too. Yeah, but, it, man, whoever is writing for him you know, <laughs> has a hatred for Generation X, which, oh, as a member the, of it, I can like respect. We, oh, yeah. Up when the other Peter, which I also love that it's the two Peters. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's right. But I love that the payoff there is just like, you know, it's like, was, Footloose. you mean like Footloose? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I get it. Is know? that still the greatest movie? That was never the greatest movie. <laughs> oh, man. There's also. I, but I just really like the line with it where he was like, my powers are stronger than yours. Yeah, but the kid's seen more movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, very, very nicely done, and everyone brings a little something to the fight. You know, I mean, the Russo brothers should get some sort of special award for just making a well-oiled machine this often. Putting all the parts together and having it come out so cleanly. Well, I mean, particularly for, for this one, which, number one, was so generally dark, but we've already called out a couple of big laugh lines. There was humor... Oh, yeah. All the way through this. that You were kept... laughing the entire time, even while people yeah. were getting snuffed out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and just keeping everything organized, because one of the things I noticed is everybody saying Empire Strikes Back. It followed a similar structure to Empire. Okay, here are some characters over here doing a thing, and here are some <clears throat> characters over here doing a thing. So in, in a huge cast, everybody was able to do small bits of interplay and, and do things. Had a moment. Yeah, everybody got to actually do something. Yep. And Groot, Groot had his moment. Uh, you know, Rocket had his moment. Thor has the probably the biggest. Uh, okay, so the thing I didn't expect going into this was that the most emotional moment of the movie would actually come from Thor. Which, which would be between Rocket, Raccoon, and Thor. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, got to be the captain now. No. Uh. Yeah. Him just be like, you uh, you sure you're up for this murder mission? <laughs> <laughs> it's a. I, I think Rocket learned a little bit about himself in, uh, yeah. in Guardians but, Two, dealing with Yondo. Well, he totally did because but, yeah. he articulates it like after Thor says, "Well, I I've got nothing left to lose," and Rocket's like, "Well, I've got lots to lose," and he does. He's the only one standing. From yeah. the Guardians at the end of this. Spoilers. <laughs> God, it goes to show how strong the writing is. We've got six yeah. million characters in a movie where literally, you know, the old joke, oh, everyone dies at the end. Everyone fucking dies at the end. Yeah. And we are very close to this show just derailing into, uh, you remember when he, remember remember when he said, remember when he said, America showed up and the treasure there and he bought the spear. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> remember when Rocket said, I'm going to get me that arm. That, that was funny. <laughs> And so just the, the strength and, and, yeah, mixing the tones to keep it. I mean, yeah, this is a two and a half hour movie. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't, it didn't feel like two and a half hours. Whereas uh, while I, <laughs> I'll no, drive Benari nuts with this, I will still defend Justice League up to a point. That easily feels like two okay. hours at about okay, 100 minutes. Stop you. <laughs> <laughs> Flag on the play. Flag on the play. Because every time I'm not on the show and you say that, I want to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's all right, and, and I I get it, and you're probably right to do it, and I'm probably dining out myself on oh, just remember everything DC did in the late '80s that was so awesome that I still just feel down in my core. Here's what Infinity War has proven: we don't need to accept shitty superhero movies. We can have great movies like between, but like going from Black Panther to, from Thor Ragnarok to Black Panther to Infinity War, like. Guess what? We can make great movies that balance laughs and, and, and pathos and you can have an emotional experience and they can be ongoing narratives and they don't have to be shitty. They don't have, they're not, they don't have to talk down to the audience. Mm -hmm. We deserve good things. We don't have to accept the piles of shit that they hand us <laughs> so often just because, oh, you're wearing a sparkly suit that looks like the one from the comic book. No, fuck you. Like, make a good movie. Honestly, this movie has done more to convince me, all right, whatever charm I find in Justice League, I'm the only one finding it. I, I get that. And there's I, Look, I didn't mind Justice League. I walked out of Justice League going, eh, it's fine. I didn't hate the universe that you created, but you know what? He's just, it was fine. But you know what? That's not good enough anymore. Well, yeah. no, like, Marvel has raised the fucking bar on you. Well, particularly, yeah, just looking at Justice League, which again, as a, I have it on Blu-ray, so I watched it again not too long ago. <laughs> looking at the mistake, we we just said everybody in Infinity War yeah had a moment, and everybody had a mistake that led to the bad outcome. So you have mistakes, uh, yes, like Quill becoming enraged over the murder of his girlfriend versus. Oh, Batman left one of the mother boxes on the hood of the Batmobile. <laughs> right. <It's, laughs> so it, you're absolutely Can right. You really do that? <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, after the big fight with Superman, Steppenwolf took off. It's like, oh shit, we left the mother box over there. Fuck. <laughs> and this is five minutes after Lois Lane gets out of the police car with police all around screaming Clark at Superman. So Clark, there's a secret yeah. identity all gone. <laughs> so yeah. So. I'm just saying Marvel has given us probably like over a hundred hours of, of entertainment. And most of those hours are pretty good. I don't have time anymore to waste on your bullshit. I got, I got plenty of time to spend over in this fun universe. That's giving me really awesome 
visuals. It's giving me great characters. It's giving me fantastic moments, and you know, whatever. And That's DC's it. argument that the, you know they have Marvel. to make it dark to make it good is bullshit because <laughs> it was arguably really dark at the end of this. So many deaths. They killed billions. Oh, I, I think inarguably it is really yeah. dark. There's, nobody's arguing. And billions of lives were snuffed out. <laughs> I mean, it, we, we, we ended with Spider-Man begging for his life oh my God. as he turned into the contents of an ashtray. <laughs> oh my God, it doesn't get dark. Oh, and also the that. ballsiness of how many billions of dollars has Black Panther made and then yeah. he's dead at the end of this movie? And the king of Wakanda saying, this is no place to die, as he fades away into a fucking... Yeah, that got a a gasp out of the audience. Yeah. There was a very quiet back. I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, you're saying that that we're we're kind of all over the place. We don't know what we're saying. I'm still feeling this movie. Yeah. Also, Spider-Man, of all the characters... Knew it was coming a second before it was coming because of a Spidey sense. Oh, that sucks. Oh, so it's oh I didn't pick up on that. Shit. Spider Man. Because as everyone else was just fading away, he's like, wait, something bad's about to happen. Oh, no, it's bad. Oh, God, I didn't pick up on that at all. Oh. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> yep. Oh. It's okay. Everyone take a deep I. breath. Spider Man 2 comes out next year. He's not really <laughs> dead. <laughs> Unless yeah. it's taking place sometime before this happens. Shut up. <laughs> You're very difficult to talk to sometimes. (laughs) Well, I mean, that is potentially a valid point. We got two Marvel movies coming out before Infinity War. We've got Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is supposed to take place before this. There's a time stone and a reality stone. We're fine. The Infinity Gauntlet is still in play. (laughs) Exactly. It's everyone can get every mini gauntlet. Yeah, little mini gauntlet. (laughs) I mean, for for good or ill. Uh, yeah, when when the big MacGuffin in the movie is something that can control all time and reality, you kind of yeah. get a sense where it's going to go. Although, again, so, I, I have a whole different theory. We'll get to it. We're not right. there yet. <laughs> so I, so as, as someone who I loved the Jim Starlin cosmic stuff, I loved all his crazy, insane 70s warlock stuff. I, have, I tracked down when I was a kid. I got Iron Man 55 because when I was a kid, I was like, Thanos is awesome. And that was not like an awesome thing, and you know, <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, that's weird. That's that's like something that someone spray painted on the side of a van in the yeah. seven. That's it, not like. I, not- I I would get the book slapped out of my hands for saying I like Batman. If you were yeah. a Thanos supporter, you must have had a tough childhood. Deep into that crazy shit, because in Adam Warlock, all his stuff on the on the cosmic stuff with Thanos was like these meditations on death and this cosmic existentialism and deep philosophy and, and all that sort of shit. And it was just, and it was, there were great visuals too, but again, it, it was like super, super nerdy. But when infinity gauntlet came out in the nineties, I was like, I'm like, this is my jam. This is the best crossover ever. And I fucking loved that. I would still, I, I to this day, hold up infinity gauntlet is probably one of the best and most successful crossovers of event crossovers. Cause a lot of times the event crossovers are like, like Secret Wars or something like, oh, it's going to be awesome, and then it, it sort of just falls apart. Yeah. In, the, the first Infinity Gauntlet was actually a, like an amazing event crossover because half the heroes died like immediately. Oh, right. And, out of and the- then halfway through, Thanos fights everyone and is just just brutally murdering heroes left and right. And oh. you're like, how are they going to get out of this? Uh, yeah. Like the, that. To, to fill up all of uh, – when did the fight happen? Issue four? <laughs> 
the, the yeah. big superhero fight. Yep. In order for that to, to pad out an entire issue, he had to write it, you know what, I will voluntarily reduce myself to regular Thanos-level powers. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, this will be over now. But one of the things that I really appreciated with this movie was the nice little nods to all the comic book moments. So Infinity Gauntlet starts with basically Thanos, after he's collected all the stones, he hasn't he he uh, battles a Silver Surfer, fucks around with him, and then messes him up. And he's like, <laughs> "All right," and sends him to Earth, just like, "Yeah, go tell your friends." <laughs> like you're so insignificant to me. And so it so the Infinity Gauntlet literally begins with the Silver Surfer hurtling to Earth and smashing through Doctor Strange's uh, sanctum, yep. and, and and like Thanos is coming. So that's what they did for the Hulk. Mm. That I mean, that was like basically the exact opening of Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, absolutely. It's a, I, I came yeah. to Infinity Gauntlet late because in the early 90s, I was reading basically just Vertigo stuff. Um, but yeah, it's and I reread it a couple of times in the last week. Yeah, there were definitely some good uh, moments from the comic in the movie. Yeah. But really taking a step back, if you, if you look objectively just at the Infinity Gauntlet book, that is a book where it's like, hi, I'm Thanos, and I'm on my space rock with my throne, <laughs> and everybody just everybody just sort of comes to me, and I kick their ass. Right. Um, so at least this had more motion to it, uh, well, they, which I they liked sort of a lot. Combined the the Thanos quest and Infinity Gauntlet, and like all sort of the lead up to it into this, and you know they had also had nice little nods when Thor, when the Guardians of the Galaxy find Thor. That's actually a nice little Easter egg callback to the first time Thor met the gar- the original Guardians of the Galaxy in the future. And he got like blasted into space and was just floating around and crashes into the <laughs> fucking Guardian ship. I haven't read that issue, but I've heard that's a, a nod toward that, which is they, they did a good job getting comics moments into this. But it also shows you that the people making this movie loved the comics like they, it's in their DNA. They're not they're not looking to make something that's like, oh, it because it looks cool. They're adding these moments in because like, no, no, we know this stuff. Here's how deep we know this stuff. You can trust us to do a good job with this material. Oh, yeah. Down to, uh, yeah, when he, I, I forget the the name of the planet where he went to get the, the soul gem, but it's like, uh, oh, black cloak figure. All right. We're seeing death. Uh, I get it. <laughs> nope. And then it's, and yep. then it's the, the red skull, which they closed off the, basically the, the biggest sort of, the, I would say, the messiest ending of all the Marvel movies of, like, what happened to the Red Skull? They fucking closed that loop. Yeah, that, was, that was fantastic. But it's even with that, that was the one moment, because they went far enough back in the 10-year history. I don't remember the last time. but I, I have it on Blu-ray, but I don't remember the last time I watched the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten what the hell happened to Red Skull. So as we were watching it, I'm like, but how did he get there? I don't even remember how it ends. So yeah, I had to Google it real quick when we got home from the movie as I'm frantically putting notes together. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, they've tied off most of, of Marvel history at this point. Yeah. They're clearly moving into this new phase. I'll get to my theory later. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I did like I did like the logic of of the order in which Thanos put together the stones. Because basically if you if you're thinking, okay, he's been wanting to wipe out half the universe, but it's really slow. He's been doing it very slowly and brutally. So if he gets the gauntlet, he can just snap his finger and do it. But to do that, they all have to work in tandem. Well, the first stone he gets is the, the power. When we first see him in the movie, he's already got the power stone. Well, he needed the power stone to take on Thor and the Hulk. It's the only way he'd beat the shit out of the Hulk. Right. Because he already had the yeah. power stone. But I tend to, I, I, 
I understand why they sent Hulk off, like they beat him and then sent him off. But I feel like if he'd been given another half second to recover, if Hulk really is strongest there is, shouldn't that battle have gone differently? <laughs> yeah, and and I had that that moment, and I honestly didn't make the connection of oh yeah, Power Stone. That's how he was able to defeat the Hulk. Because yeah, it's uh, reading Marvel comics long enough. It's it, oh strongest one there is. He should be able to beat it. Uh, we just spent all that time on the Gladiator planet. Well, <laughs> I have a theory on that. I think that's the first time the Hulk has been beaten. Yeah, and, well, and, I think it's the first time he felt any pain. Yeah, because mm. when he took that punch, the the, the look he gave was yeah. was very significant. And, 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 that, he, and there was a whimper, like a dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think that's why that's why he like wouldn't come out for the rest of the movie. That's I have it. a different theory. Yeah, about see that. that that was that was my theory that it was psychological based on the beating that he took. But Amanda has another theory, which based on you know let's let's remember uh, her big theory from Age of Ultron. So yes, please go ahead. He, he doesn't want to see Nat. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you do, do you want to <laughs> give? She uh, wasn't there the first time he he uh, refused in New York. True. No, when when. They're at the end of Ultron, and he's off in the Quinjet, and she's trying to hail him back. He turns off the video. Monitor. No, no, no. I'm yeah. I'm saying in in this movie when he was uh, when they were with Doctor Strange. I think though that he has enough awareness of I'm back on Earth, and I I think he doesn't want to come out because this is where he. I mean, yeah, this is the first time with Thanos he may have felt physical pain. He's felt emotional pain already. Well, I think we can all agree that that the that the Hulk is. Uh, a little fucked up right now. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no matter yeah. what the reason. Yes, he, and, he's definitely. And, and that nothing can hurt you like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to give it, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'll give a 30 second recap because, you know, that's a three year old show. Okay. So if anybody hasn't listened to it, uh, your theory that Nat's relationship with Bruce Banner, and yeah. with the Hulk uh, was completely, I am a professional and I have been tasked with handling this asset. Yes, and I will do it. However, I have to. I have been trained in seduction and emotional manipulation and in lying. And the the key moment was at the very end where uh, Bruce comes to rescue her, and you know she says, "I adore you," and then pushes him off the but I the need ledge. The other guy. I need the other guy. So yeah, all the the screaming at yeah. the time of. Although oh. I still I do think I do think there's genuine love there between her and. And banner, but I think that that yeah, I think the Hulk probably feels a little manipulated there. But I I still think that a lot of it is just this is the first time he's ever lost a fight and also got the shit kicked out of him, and now is like like I don't want to come out. <laughs> he got the shit kicked out of him by Thor though in Ragnarok. Like no, Thor no, won that one. Like this, yeah. they, they, like they made a point, and again, this was like I think going to. They make the, the you know the reveal of Thanos has the power stone. He's like taken out all the Asgardians. Thor's fucking wrecked, and yeah. Hulk comes out. And in like just less than a minute, Thanos just fucking buries him. And let's also talk overall about how effective and well done that whole opening sequence was because yeah. we're comic book readers. You know, right. we we know what Thanos is. Mm-hmm. Some of us clearly obsessed about it a little earlier than the rest of us, but we all know what Thanos is. For <laughs> for the movie-going audience, all you know about Thanos is I have seen him sit in a chair and I've heard <laughs> right. people talk about him. Yeah, and he's done nothing. I haven't seen this guy do anything. How do you establish that he's a badass? Um, he wipes out all the Asgardians and kicks the shit out of the Hulk in the first five minutes of your movie. Oh, okay. 
Uh, yeah, and, and murders the biggest villain, the most popular <laughs> villain that you have and have had for eight years at this point. That was this movie's Scream moment. It's like you, you go to see Scream for the first time, and it's like, oh, there's Drew Barrymore. Oh, I guess she's going to be in this movie. Oh, wait, she's dead? What? Yeah. yeah. So, so Loki is the Drew Barrymore of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> wait, wait, Drew Barrymore dies in Scream? <laughs> yeah, she too made the fatal error of dating Taylor Swift, and her whole PR machine just went downhill from there. Yeah, I, I think the takeaway of the opening of of Infinity War is everything Taylor Swift touches dies. <laughs> yeah, just as a shot across the bow of okay, we've been talking about him. Yeah, it's. I mean, the the big question would have to be, uh, yeah, okay, what happens when he meets Thor? Well, he's already defeated Thor, yes. Thor before you meet him. Okay, what Which, about what about the Hulk? And that was a great moment of Loki going back to the we have a Hulk moment. We have a Hulk. Yeah. There were so many nice yeah. callbacks to the previous movies of like from that Winter Soldier picking up Rocket and them them you know blasting their guns together. There was there were nice little nods to all the history and everything that we we've, we've seen come before. But um, I did like, so I did like the logic. So he's got the power, he needed the power ring in order to get the space stone from Loki. Yes. So he gets the, the power one first, decimated Xandar off. They didn't even rate screen time. So like we already took care of them because we can't afford Glenn Close. So we got rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, and he gets the, the space, uh, he gets the space stone because now they can, now they can make their little fucking portholes and that saves them a whole lot of time in yeah. travel. That makes that makes the whole rest of the movie easier to watch because now we can just leap around everywhere through our little fucking space portals. Yeah, All that's but, missing is a bamf. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well, he basically at one point says, he "Basically, make boom tubes." <laughs> well, so it, fuck you, DC. They beat you to that too. <laughs> but he basically says at one point, "Is like this day has cost me more than you can imagine. This is one day. This is just like the right. day he decided. Okay, uh, I, yeah. I think I'm done." <laughs> well, and again, it took a lot of time to, to get there. There was all the lead up. And he says, you know, it was a week before they blew up the planet. So he had to travel by spaceship. But once he got the space stone, then they could just travel everywhere. Now it was like, all right, you two go to Earth. I'm going here, here, and here. Then he gets the reality stone, which by the time they showed up, he had already gotten rid of the collector. Yeah. Like, <laughs> magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> Poor Benicio <laughs> Del Toro showing up with movies and fucking him up when he shows up. It was his little his little wave goodbye yeah. when he disappeared. It was great too. Yeah, yeah, as if to be like, yeah, I was promised more screen time. I know, but <laughs> that's it for me. The so wait, is he dead? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. He I mean, can isn't come he kind of? Isn't he kind of like? No, I'm just saying. I thought he was kind of immortal. He's one of the elders of the universe, not necessarily immortal, but he can always come okay. back. I mean, come on, it's comic book movies. You know, yeah, and and when Marvel finally runs out of shit and says, "Okay, well, I guess it's contest of champions for the next big movie. We're gonna need them <laughs> when they're really <laughs> scraping down." Yeah. Hey, what's that? Oh, is it? Is that like another universe? Six ten? What? What's that? Oh, God. yeah. What's that? Yeah. Wait, is that the Malibu universe? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that is that a spider pig? No parallel universes. I I, I don't no, think the movie God, going public no. is ready for the multiverse. I, I did love uh, Spider Man calling out like Capcom uh, <laughs> uh, style fighting, <laughs> fighting, <laughs> fighting moves like magic kick like all the stuff. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I also want to talk about just the overall characterization of Thanos in this. Oh yeah, and. Josh Brolin so good. doing a good enough job with it. Oh. He has now reached the point where 
if I see him or Adam Driver, I might have to take a poke at him, oh. even if it's doomed. <laughs> he was that solid at, at this role. Number one, all good villains should believe they're the hero of their own story. He thinks sure. he has, you know, absolutely, I have to do this. This is the only way to save the world. Clearly also, yes, insane, but it, insane in like the best movie serial killer way of well on on a global scale it it's it's really that that vision of they made a slight tweak to Thanos that I think completely works in the movie, which is instead of just being in love with death and doing this for death, he's doing this for cold hard logic. Mm. There are too many goddamn people in the universe, and it's going to kill us all. So the only way we survive is by wiping out half the universe, and then everyone can live really well. It's like nobody sat him down and said, okay, so when you get all the stones, maybe you could make more food. Right. right. That's in the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Create more resources. Nope, wipe out half the <laughs> But it's it, just as he's interacting with... <laughs> They're with... not called the hippie stones. In that. <laughs> <laughs> They're not called social justice stones. <laughs> <laughs> Food and you know, we, I don't know, universal health care. But just nope. <laughs> wipe out half the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Only with all six stones. But That's I mean, it. Just as he's interacting. I mean, I could do anything I want. Don't get me wrong. I could make anything at all in the universe. But the best thing to do is to wipe out half the universe. <laughs> okay, between you and me, I got the Infinity Gauntlet. It's just people are so fucking irritating. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, look, <laughs> it's it, now that I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you just say it that way, Jesus. <laughs> look, for years I had to travel by spaceship and the traffic. Jesus Christ! If we could just get rid of half the people, I'd have had this done a year and a half ago. Yeah. I had this done. The by thing that set Thanos off was not like the impending destruction of Titan. It's whatever Titan's version of Starbucks was. And he's waiting <laughs> behind some fucking asshole, ordering like whatever the Titan version of Venti. <laughs> you know, half calf mocha. It, he, he's like, Dan's like, come on, guy, Jesus Christ! When when Nebula took off, he put together a Nebula you know, dummy out of spare parts, and he got pulled over for trying to drive in the zipper lane on the way to fucking <laughs> Titan. He's like, he's like, oh, I really need a space gem so I don't have to deal with the space traffic anymore. <laughs> we can just get rid of the people yeah, and no, add a space gem. Oh, if I get rid of the people. And what you were just saying too, that like, I I just realized that fits in with the rest of it too, because. All of it, like the first Avengers movie was about him trying to get the space stone. Right. And then, the, you know, the question is like, well, what the hell has he been doing since then? Right. But so, if, if his plan, if his plan hinged on getting the space stone before, you know, in order to be able to get the others. So that's what I think happened is he was like, OK, this has not been working because if I'm going to have to do it myself and take on everyone, I have to do it first. I got to take out the two most powerful beings. So that's what he does. You know, right. I, I got to take yeah. it from here. But before, I, so they have. If, if I know Loki's got the space one, I got to get the I got to get the power stone first, and that's what he was trying to get in Guardians as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes, true. So that, yeah, so that makes sense because that because Loki fucked that up. He's like, well, now I got to go get the fucking power stone, and Ronan didn't bring it to him, so he had to go get it himself to get the power to get the space. Once he got power in space, then it was really like any other version. But getting reality was what allowed him to get Gamora close enough to get the the Soul Stone. And I think the reality one was actually very important because he truly loved Gamora. But he truly loved Gamora after he saw that she really had feelings for him too. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that allowed him to see like how will this play out and she felt remorse and regret. 
And he's like, all right, this is real. Like that was a test. And when she basically, that was the test that sealed her fate. Because it's like, you have, I know that you care for me. This is, and what I feel for you is genuine affection and love. And that's it. Purely transactional. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that never occurred to me. <laughs> so all she but had but to- he didn't know though. No, I'm just he saying didn't like, know that he was gonna that he was gonna have to kill her. No, but he but he was also I think his plan was to have her by his side the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. the test was yeah. for Gamora, and he's like, "Look, you really care about me. Everything else we can figure out." But I wa- I watched what happened when you thought you killed me. So that's what that's sort of what brings him to his side. And then I mean that's, at the that's just parenting one hundred and one. See how your par- your kids react to your death. Yeah. No, that makes perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's why our cat is going to be in a high place with a rifle someday. <laughs> that's why we only have the cat. Yeah, if you haven't manipulated your child into a scenario where they've stabbed you to death just to see how they react, then you're not really doing your job. Yeah, thanks, Dad. <laughs> that's why I'm shit-faced well, on a Sunday in a basement talking about comics. It really but. depends on where the kid is in their stages of life. I mean, when I was a 13-year-old, I probably wouldn't have cared. But you know, now that I'm older, I care. <laughs> closer to my own mortality that probably helps <laughs> I mean you're angling to put your mom in the good home that's that's very Ish, nice of you <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean that I feel be- like you two have things to work out <laughs> that's alright we'll do it after, after I'll need a few uh, we've already talked about this <laughs> but- <laughs> just make sure you turn off the google hangout please <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. But I, the the concept of that being a test to see if he could take Gamora uh, with him into his brave new future that hadn't occurred to me because uh, one of the things I, I wanted to talk about just briefly was you know, that whole serial killer. He's very capricious. He could very easily that uh, yes, he's like I'm going to kill half of people. I don't care at all. I don't care at all. Oh, this child Gamora, I'll take her in. The uh, Christ, I always forget the name of the elf that Peter Dinklage was playing. Uh, right. It's like okay, fine. I'll let you live. Tyrion. But... <laughs> yes, Tyrion. But uh, yeah, by the so... way, I love giant. I love giant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> enhanced <laughs> Dinklage. <laughs> enhanced fucking Dinklage. <laughs> oh. And I, I utterly, I forgot he was in the movie, so I got to have that moment of like, wait, hold on. Yeah, that <laughs> like in the recognition. But that was awesome. And even then, like, it'll kill you only if I die. Yes, that's that's what, <laughs> but killing you. Me. <laughs> yes, that, that's what kills you. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, is this Marvel just, if you've done any Marvel-related movie in the Fox universe, we are definitely going to cast you in one of the mainline Marvel movies? <laughs> uh, uh, maybe. I mean, that whole merger is still going on, and Kevin Feige has said, oh, we're, we're not going to get to any of those characters for at least four, five, six I'm years. Saying, but... It's worked for Chris Evans, it's worked for Michael B. Jordan, now Peter Dinklage. I, I wonder how much of that is whether the, those guys actually love comics or not. I mean, uh, on Twitter and a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti tried to get a whole well, we love comics uh, hashtag going on with all the celebrities, and I think only James Gunn did it uh, to show, oh, no, we actually read comics. But, <laughs> but I mean, well, if you think about Chris Evans, he did fantastic. I think they're a little busy this week. Well, all right, yeah, there's that. <laughs> but, I mean, Chris Evans, he did a Fantastic Four. He did The Losers, which is vastly yep. underrated as yep. a story not a, let alone a comics adaptation he was yeah. in uh he's in um the scott pilgrim movie is yeah. he uh snowpiercer uh wasn't hmm? that based on a a manga hmm. i want to say that was based on on a an asian comic but i could I, be pulling that out of my ass and I, I don't know if you know this but he's captain america is he really oh that's bullshit that 
I just know him as Broadway actor Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I just follow him on Twitter. That's all. <laughs> it's uh, then again, you wonder how many of these actors who are in properties like this over and over again are like, oh no, I really love this. Yeah, sign me up for it. And how mu- how much of it is just Chris Evans looks like a comic book hero? He will be cast, and he's just like, fuck. Why can't I get like a nice soap opera <laughs> or some indie uh, film? Sure <laughs> you know who's who's making up the best now though is. Chris Hemsworth, who's sort of playing the long game with all of this. Because yes. if you remember a lot of the, the the tours early on, he was sort of like the forgotten one. Yeah. He was sort of like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and Thor's there too. And now he's become a fan favorite. And Chris Hemsworth now is like, he's the best looking, he's the best in shape, he's, <laughs> now, the fu- he's now the funniest, and he's the most popular now. It's like, oh, man. You and really he did. Fucking- I mean, yeah. he was... Yeah. You uh, played the long game on this one. Oh, yeah. If you like- told me he was funny... At all before about a year and a half ago, <laughs> I'd have called you a lion scumbag. But- That's a made up word. All words are made up. Like- <laughs> Goodbye, his morons. Timing, his, his timing is impeccable. His, and, and again, even when he was trying to, even in the scene with Rocket, which was, which was very funny, but also just very deeply emotional, you could also see that his version of Thor now, the, and, 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 and what they made Thor to be, is a guy who's very much trying to believe that all this loss means something. Mm. It's a guy who's endured thousands of years of like pain and hardship and loss, and he doesn't really know what it means. But if he's on a hero's quest, then it means something. So yes, I'm driven by revenge. These are all great motivators. I'm, I'm, fate has something in store for me because it has to. Because if it doesn't, it's just lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, we talked about this when we talked about Ragnarok. It's, yes. He's really had this... And, and I think part of it is just the choice of directors and story. And yeah, his, his showing not just in Marvel movies, but you know, he was arguably one of the funnier parts of the Ghostbusters remake uh, that he can do the humor. But yeah, went from very Shakespearean to sort of, he, he's very reminiscent of Brave and the Bold Aquaman. A little bit, yeah. With yes, my yeah. heart's on my sleeve and I, I am going to live forever unless something interrupts, so I want adventure and by God, I'll be as good-natured about it as possible. Right. But I will also take uh, every loss as, oh God, it's the end of the world, but I'll put a smile on my face. And, and yet, DC had Aquaman and now we have Jason Momoa, Team Thud, <laughs> God only knows what that's going to be. <laughs> Brotastic. That's yeah. what that's going to be. <laughs> but I think that this story, you know, especially in, in Infinity War, this is someone who uses that to cover up this pain. And he's in, he, what he's searching for is, is meaning. You know what I mean? He's, he's trying to find out this has to mean something. This has to mean something. Otherwise, I've, I'm just losing everything. And if I'm wrong, well, then I, I literally have nothing left to lose. I've, lo- I've lost so much already. Yeah. I, mean, I have to keep moving forward because that's the only way that I, that he, it's basically a character that is working very hard to create meaning for himself and, and justify his continued existence in the wake of all of this. God, if, if there's a character who's had a bigger arc, I mean, there, there's Iron Man going from, oh no, I'm just rich and doing this because I have a sudden attack of conscience to actually becoming a hero. Thor probably has the biggest arc. I mean, Cap was always good. So, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah but, I mean, Cap's also had, and he pretty much stated it when he was talking to uh, to General Ross that you know mm-hmm. he's like, it's like I don't ask permission anymore. I don't ask forgiveness. Like, right? 
Yeah, and the black costume, how U.S. agent was that, that finally occurred to me <laughs> about halfway yeah. through the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's deep into his, his nomad. Yeah. He's got, the, he's got basically the captain outfit. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to see the nomad costume. Yeah. That, can, that can stay put. Yes, yeah, stick gotta, with something more like the captain. Yeah, Cap has I just, a, I just had a moment of, like, disability to suspend my disbelief because I'm like, wait, who made that for him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, no one made that? Um, that's his original costume. He just hasn't washed it in three years. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely. <laughs> It's a he's he's always been a defensive warrior, and that's his yeah. defense now that he doesn't have a shield. He smells like a foot, so everybody <laughs> stays at least ten yeah, yards they, away. The, those uh, those space demons that they were fighting at the train station. She didn't see him. She was like, "What the hell is that smell?" <laughs> nice. God, yeah, there were a couple glorious reveal scenes like that. That was great. Where yeah, Cap and oh, Widow yeah. showed and up. He's running a basically. He's running a Secret Avengers. He's got Cap's crew going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah. like he doesn't just show up. It's got. You know, it's him and Black Widow and Falcon and and Scarlet Witch, obviously. But they're like obviously running Black Ops missions <laughs> constantly. Yeah, just going out and just tearing <laughs> shit up. <laughs> but uh, I also, yeah, just a flashback to Scarlet Witch and uh, what was her name? Proxima Midnight, yes. the the one with the horns. Yes. It's like you're gonna die alone here, and just the oh, yeah. that Scarlet Johansson. Yeah, she's not alone. <laughs> right. And to see Black Widow fight with uh, Koye. And and the door melage, like I mean, there were just great little moments. And and even when they were even when they were uh, racing, when they finally opened the dome to let the uh, the aliens in, so that they can funnel them through that little space. When everyone's charging, and then you just see Captain America and Black Panther take off past everyone. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Did, was I the only one when uh, those things started massing? Who said symbiotes? <laughs> I had a moment. It's like, yeah. are we going to find a way to tie this to Venom? Because right now Venom is just yeah. sitting out there as a movie that's coming out for no reason. Yep. A, but um, but in that but uh, in that movie it's symbiotes. So. Oh fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> that's what I get for majoring in non-science. I've been, I've been oh no no, it. we all believe it's symbiote. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but apparently the new Venom movie believes it's symbiote. But yeah. <laughs> Tomato. Symbiome, Lord. <laughs> I'm done. But no, I thought, yeah, there are so many great, great reveals in this movie and, and, and great moments like that. And I also, I also like that in that moment, who's, who uh, says Proxima Midnight, and who's the, who's the big guy that's not Terax? Who's the guy that uh, was, oh, oh there was, fuck. yeah, this big guy with the axe. And there's the other, the, the other one that. Uh, goblin looking guy. Yeah, the Goblin King who sneaks into, uh, uh, Shuri's lab to get the vision. Um, I liked that Black Widow notices he's not there, and Proxima Midnight's like, "You'll pay for his life," but he's not dead. He's—they've been tunneling underground, yeah. so yeah. it's all like I liked that. That was the plan was to wait until the Scarlet Witch got got drawn into the battle. Yeah, and as soon as she was gone, it was like, "All right, this this is the actual plan." <laughs> like they're not—they weren't just stupid bad guys this time. They actually were planning shit as well. I liked that. Yes. I well, disagree. <laughs> Go on. Point taken. All right, fuck I it. Don't. This movie this, sucked. This, this conversation needs more attention. No, <laughs> uh, one thing I will say is as someone who, who actually hasn't read the books and, you know, I've, I've, I've watched the movies. I'm, I'm familiar with it. I read, you know, and watch like a lot of the companion stuff. I just haven't read all the books. Like, I, I did not, I was not looking forward to learning uh, all the Black Order names and, mm-hmm. and getting invested in like, you know, I just thought it was going to be too much. 
Uh, and they hand, like they handled it really well. I don't think they said anybody's name once. If you know it, great. Uh, right. If they 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 did them well, you know, all well and right from what I understand. But I was also able to just kind of watch it as a, as somebody who's more familiar with just the movies and go like, oh, that's a bad guy, right? And <laughs> yeah. You know, that bad guy fought the good guy, and the good guy threw him into the dome, and now he's not a bad guy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but even with the good guys, Peter makes a comment of it when they're, when they're on Titan. He's like, oh, I didn't learn anybody's names. Oh, you. I get you. I get you. Yeah, he's just, I'm saving you. I'm saving you. I'm sorry. I don't know anyone's name. Like, also, and just a great character moment for Spider-Man is, what did he spend most of the movie doing? Saving people. Yes. yes. That's his primary yeah. goal is just I'm going to save as many people as I can constantly. It's yeah. great. Uh, he's one of those characters. He has no business being in a cosmic level story. No. He gets put into them in the comics because he's Spider-Man. So you, all right, you want Spider-Man in your crossover. But... And, and there was a great little call out too when, when they're catching Banner up to speed. He's like, there's a Spider-Man and an Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's just so many, there were so many nice little like nods and and winks to the audience but it just moved i mean it moved it didn't feel bloated all the things really felt you know earned oh and i even like the callback to like when when vision got stabbed on the street of scotland mm. when he finally took out the guy he's the one who jams the fucking space spear through that dude who, who stabbed yeah. him in scotland so he got you know everything was balanced <laughs> in, in a movie that was about balance like a movie that that one of the core themes was about you know, trying to balance everything out. They balanced all these scenes out too. Yeah. God, just how they found stuff for, cause <laughs> Spider-Man should have nothing to do in this. Black Widow right. should have nothing to do in this. They even gave but... Ned something to do really briefly <laughs> in the bus. <laughs> that didn't need prompting. All he had to do was tap him on the shoulder. I was supposed to the face because he was all like, look up the fucking window. <laughs> and I hope we all enjoyed what's probably Stan Lee's final oh. movie cameo. Oh, Although I, hopefully they've already shot like 20 more cameos so that they can just put them in. Mm. That's like basically if you get Stan Lee on any shooting he, day, just fucking. Is he sick? Don't Google. Yeah, there have been uh, stories in the last couple of weeks that uh, of uh, elder abuse claims, uh, various extended oh. members of the family. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, so don't look it up. Yeah. I, uh, oh, shit. I, I paid uh, $100 two years ago to get the autograph, and I feel guilty about it. <laughs> um, I feel very fortunate. I got to meet Stan Lee a couple of years back, and uh, I got Captain America, uh, Captain America issue signed. I am, and I uh, we got some good war stories of his where he talked about you know because he was doing uh, he did like like public affairs stuff, but he was working right. in finance, so they would have to come up with stuff to get troops. But he would come up with posters like VD, not me, which is just great <laughs> hearing that from Stanley. <laughs> where the hell was that? Cool song that he still remembered from World War II that he made up about finance to get, <laughs> and it was like how how were you not. <laughs> How did they not do a GI party on you? <laughs> Fuck that. I want to hear the song about gonorrhea. You know there had to be one. <laughs> oh, thousand percent there was a song about gonorrhea. <laughs> uh, all right. Now we've moved into downer phase. Let's uh, let's pivot out. But uh, so now that we're in downer phase, you know, the, the but, Marvel Universe guy. Yeah, let's pivot up by talking about this really uplifting movie. <laughs> the, all right. Just, just one thing, and this is uh, purely – this is purely me de deciding there's something in the dialogue that may or may not be there. 
Uh, does anybody think anything's going to come from that? Oh, you did all this to get one drop of blood? Really? Tony Stark has a drop of blood. Am I the only one who thinks that might pay off in the next one? Or am I just a. Oh, I don't know. I thought that, that was a thinking. nice little moment of like, wow, you just expended every ounce of technology you have to get one drop. Like, I thought that was like a you're outclassed sort of thing. Yeah, maybe I'm overthinking it. I do that. But I- but I do think that there might be something with the look Thanos gives Captain America when Captain America is holding him off and holding the gauntlet and holding his own. And Thanos kind of gives him a look of like, how are you doing that exactly? Like, well, shouldn't you be? This might be a good time to seg to yeah. who else was able to hold him off with very little effort, it would seem. Oh, I think it would be Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Rob? We'll, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get to my theory. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to my theory. <laughs> Well, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Who is, who is partly powered by the Mind Stone? Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to my theory in a little bit. I'll I'll ask everybody what they think is going to be coming up in the next one. But I okay, I, sure I, got, we... I got a question. Um, how did he recognize Stark? The Soul Stone provides knowledge. I think that it, they came back from uh, when they were on what it, oh, not Voldemort. That's not that's that other guy. Um, right. <laughs> the name of the planet, like Voldemir or something like that. Um, the the Red yeah, Skull says, yeah. Um, it says that he is now cursed by knowledge, and I think that has something yes. to do with being the guardian of the soul stone. Oh. So now that he has the okay. soul stone, yeah, yeah, I just I, it was very confusing because he because there there had been no uh, interaction or anything that I that I knew of. So <laughs> you can take it a number. Of no, that one that one threw me. That one threw me, and I was I was like trying to figure out what it meant. And it's a legitimate question. Although sitting here now, it would have been awesome. It's like you know who I am. Oh yes, I read Maxim. I know which Maxim girls you phone. <laughs> I thought your I thought your profile in People magazine was sophomoric. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were too easy on you in Forbes last July. <laughs> yeah, and and not only that, you told me your address. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, oh god. I will, I will point out that it was Tony Stark who sent Thanos' fleet back into space in the first Avengers movie. Mm. The Thanos yes. might know who he is of like, oh, you're the guy who blew up my wormhole and, and wiped out my, my invading army. You're the guy. But he didn't say that. So no, that's... I'm, I'm just saying. And he also demonstrates this weird level of, re- he says it's respect, but there's, Brolin did this really great job just layering in compassion in places where you wouldn't expect it. And that was part mm-hmm. of it. You know, like, when you're dead, I hope people remember you. Like, it was not a boastful kind of what you might expect from a Thanos-type yeah. character. Yeah. It's a, he, he, was, didn't, he didn't really scream. No. No. Now that I think about it. Like, normally... It's, he, yeah. was, he was in no way two-dimensional. It's, it's easy to, to flash to Steppenwolf. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna come kill everybody because I'm the bad guy in a comic book I movie. deserve this! <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> There was something, and I think that there's a gravitas to that as well, of like, even if you look at when he took out Loki, right? You know, there's, there are quips and there's things that he says, but there's also that moment of like, Loki's like, you will never be a god. Thanos doesn't even say anything to him. He just looks at him and just finishes him off. Yeah. You know, and like that's, to me, there, there's just something, the understatement of it makes him way scarier as a villain. Because oh. it's like, oh, you're so beneath like at that point, it's like I don't even care because I'm winning. Like I, I do the thing that needs to get done. Quill yeah. comes out and says every single thing anybody looking at the character design of Thanos has ever said. <laughs> Grimace, <laughs> scrotum, chin, yeah. and Ball then it, chin. Yeah. And then at the end of it, he's like, "I like him." 
<laughs> yeah. Well, he was meeting his dad's, you know, his girlfriend's dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's really Shit, when he said I, I like him. That. I was like, that, I thought that was the moment that was like, that was you the, know, yeah. they, they were yeah. kind of building that part of the moment. <laughs> that is nice, though. Yeah, that's true. That was the analogous sort of um, Han going into to the carbon fiber moment. That was... Uh, carbonite. Right. Carbon fiber, very oh, different. Boy. I'm oh, man, too sober. Just, <laughs> wow, that's like, that's like fucking 20 years of therapy right there. Like, you guys are going to be in couple therapy tomorrow. She called it carbon fiber. Do you understand? <laughs> Everything I thought was a lie. It's a lie. Do you, they, do you they, read any of the books on your pull list? <laughs> they didn't put him in a Bugatti Veyron? Do you even know what a Wookiee is? <laughs> <laughs> let's not take things that we can't come back from let's <laughs> it's been a long week <laughs> uh, Look, the soul stone exacts a terrible price so <laughs> anything else uh, about the movie itself before we want to talk about what we think is going to happen in the next one I, I this might be the segue I think that uh, when Loki's trying to sweet talk himself out of Thanos killing him and he says, you know, I have experience on Earth. And Thanos says, if you call failure experience. And Loki says, I call experience experience. I think there's something to the fact that all these Avengers now have failed. But the Avengers left standing are the ones they're going to have to take on Thanos again. And now they have experience. Mm. Including the Hulk, who got his ass kicked and failed. And obviously will be coming back and making his surprise appearance in the next movie. So I think... I think there's got to be something to the idea of failure is experience and they will be, there's, there's something to that. They've yes. gotten out of their way twice to point out that the way that you take them out is a headshot. So I think that yes. <laughs> we'll see that in the next movie. The <laughs> well, I think and finally after 19 movies, we're going to finally hear Hulk is strongest one there is, which will yes. be cool. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And it will be awesome. I think now yeah. that um, we've lost half of our heroes, this is, a really great place for them to put Dazzler in because we've got room now. No fucking Dazzler. <laughs> no. What is it with you and Dazzler for the love of God? I mean, oh, <laughs> I, I will say one small minor gripe. Okay. Um, and, and this, I didn't even realize this until the second viewing. And that's the fact that the Hulk never came out and they sort of teased it a bunch. When Spider-Man showed up in the park to, to start helping out Stark and save Banner, I was like, I'm not going to see Spider-Man sitting on the Hulk's shoulders? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I've been, I've been waiting. We'll get there. For this for 10 years? <laughs> we'll get there. But, Maybe. But Thor all. coming down from, from the cosmos to, to Wakanda with Rocket on his shoulder and Groot by his side, that was so beautiful. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. This is my friend Tree. I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. Like, <laughs> again, everyone was perfectly in character and had their own moments. So yes, but I still wanted to see Spider-Man and the Hulk in the same frame. That's all. I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there. I know you have to save something. I'm just sitting here thinking that this is a movie where. We spent 15 minutes of uh, okay. We have to start a fire to melt some metal. And it yeah. was still interesting and fun <laughs> with funny shit. <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you make a hammer. Oh, great. <laughs> and it was that cool. Was oh, how, you make, how you make it interesting. You hire Peter Dinklage. It, yeah. <laughs> and it just was, writes itself. It was it nice just, to see Stormbreaker. It was. I, I'd like to see Beta Real 
Beta Ray Bill someday, but yep. it was nice to see Stormbreaker. It was nice to see Stormbreaker make an appearance. And it's a that was yeah one of Groot's little moments after <laughs> playing Defender. <laughs> I give him credit. I was never any good at Defender back when it was big, but still. <laughs> I, I did think I was I was a little disappointed that it wasn't uh, Galaga. Galaga. <laughs> Could have been Galaga. Oh, <laughs> was, did Vin Diesel do the voice? That's the one thing in the credits I didn't think to look yeah. for. Yeah, they did. He did. On the, yeah, IMDb he did. Is, yeah. Okay. The uh, the only one who was switched out was Red Skull. Is uh, the guy from Walking Dead played Red Skull? Which guy does, from Walking like, Dead? Uh, he does. He does a lot of impressions. Uh, Rich Little from Walking Dead. Yes. <laughs> that's why. That's why Red Skull sounded like Johnny Carson. <laughs> And see, I didn't yes. check for that credit either. Stone, uh, and honestly, ever since wacky thing about the Soul Stone, ever since Negan showed up on Walking Dead, uh, they've been stacking up on the TiVo. Negan is not my favorite fucking character in Walking Dead. Yeah, is Ross Markand a thing? Is uh, that a thing? Maybe. <laughs> I think that's the guy who played Red Skull. Okay. Anyway, they switched him out. They didn't. They didn't get Hugo Weaving back. Uh, what he's he's still spending his fat Agent Smith checks. I know uh, his his fat um like guy from Lord of the Rings checks. Uh, yes. All right, yeah, good point. I forgot about <laughs> I think he's that. doing fine. Yeah, I think he's fine. I, I I don't need to come back for this. The makeup. Yeah, and I had I had heard that he was not you know particularly happy being Red Skull. Well, so I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he was uh, he was not a big big fan of doing the uh, the Marvel movie. So they can't all be wonderful behind the scenes. Yeah. But but when they go back in time, they are going to bring. Uh, Terrence Howard back, so <laughs> <laughs> he, he can bring his whole new theory of mathematics. <laughs> That'd be great if, like, in the middle of the fight, though, you know, Thanos is just using the time zone. Suddenly, you switch axes for a second. <laughs> well, no, you use the reality gem and the time. You could just <laughs> that's true. Yeah, just switch actors out and be like, oh, what the. <laughs> Yeah, flip in Nicholas Hammond for a couple of minutes. He's not doing anything. Yeah. All of a sudden, Tobey Maguire shows up. What? Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, Spidey's not as talkative, and he's kind of dopey. All right. Oh, so- I like Tobey Maguire. He was fine. <laughs> All right. Rob really wants to tell us about his prediction. Okay, well, no. It's a, let's. Anybody else have any other predictions? I mean, I, look. I expect that we'll see um, Clint in some fashion, and probably Ant Man. Oh. Yeah, that's right. There was no Hawkeye at all. Ant Man, they well, because I mean, they said they were. Both I, I think the house I or... think we'll find out in Ant Man and the Wasp that you know they're they're gone uh, microverse and mm, very likely. Uh, so they weren't, you know, yeah. So they weren't even around. I mean, they were, but yeah. And I I'm pretty sure that uh, Nick Fury has Clint running probably some Black Ops missions for him because he does say like get Clint not get Clint on the phone. I thought he said he control. Did. Okay. Didn't he? I thought it was control. Oh, control. Maybe it was control. Yeah, uh, the, my, I, thought, I also I, forgot like one of the nicest details of it. And at the end of the credits, instead of uh, Avengers retur- will return, it said Thanos will return. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> that was very cool. Yep, the pieces are in place to have the classic uh, Infinity Gauntlet ending. Uh, Nebula is right. up and about. Yeah, all you need is yeah. is Nebula and Thanos, and you can do the classic ending. Uh, although how you visually show, oh, I've expelled myself from my body like I did back with the Cosmic Cube and Captain Marvel, <laughs> which didn't end well the first well, time. Well, I, I think... Um, well, they're... they've already showed that basically like the floating soul, the the soul world, you know, water place that he's in. Yeah. And, uh, true. And he's I, like in a snow globe. <laughs> in that weird um, flash near the end, 
right before he snaps his fingers where he has a moment with his fantasy child Gamora. I, th- I think that sort of shows that the stones give him the opportunity to go to other places. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, magic pixie Gamora. No. Yeah. <laughs> the sunken place. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> the opening for the classic ending is there. Anybody else have any? Because because I'll go into mine, and I'm sure everybody will be able to shoot it for full of holes. Because yeah, sure. I mean, um, I think I mean, Ross. I mean, I don't know, Ross, what you uh, what you were. I mean, obviously, I think you, I think the Avengers will win. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of the things uh, that came out in the last week, uh, and I I made a big gag of it on the Facebook page. Was uh, oh, I, I I didn't want to reveal the the name of the next. Uh, Avengers movie, Kevin Feige right, said, right. because it'll give things away, but it's always uh, become this thing. So that's how I started thinking about this. And uh, yeah, I kind of have this theory and shoot it full of holes because there's it's not perfect in any way, but I think that title might be disassembled. And I think Scarlet Witch might be doing things unconsciously that have led us to, okay, everything happens right now. Including believing that she's dead. Possible, but but she did disappear. I mean, I think we have to take at face value that the that the heroes that got wiped out got wiped out. Like, you I, know. But I think that they're. I do think that the ones who got wiped out by Thanos snapping his fingers are in the Soul Stone that like can be brought back. So do you think they're going to show it though? Think they're going to have an adventure inside the Soul Stone. No, I think that I think that a couple of things might happen. So here's what I think. Because again, it also ended with calling Captain Marvel, and then we'll see the Captain Marvel movie right before the next Avengers yeah. movie. Yep. So I think much the same way that kind of Thor Ragnarok, and and Black Panther a little bit, but Thor Ragnarok really led right into Infinity War. I think Captain Marvel will probably lead right into the means of how we get into the next Avengers movie. And I think that we might see, while maybe like something like Captain Marvel and Thor, who have sort of cosmic level powers, taking on Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet in the present, a team of like Tony Stark and Captain America and Ant-Man and all the scientists through the Ant-Man universe, whatever they're going to call it. I am, they don't call it the micro-universe for... for uh, <laughs> don't have, oh, I think don't it's the, the quantum to, realm. Yeah, the yeah. quantum realm. So something through the quantum realm, they could actually be time traveling. They could might they might be like quantum leaping, basically. So basically, you have like the core group of Avengers quantum leaping back through time, where you see key moments in the original Marvel movies where the gems showed up. So you have like the battle mm-hmm. in New York when they have the Mind Stone and the and this you know blah blah blah. Maybe they go back to World War II with Red Skull and the and uh, and he's got the cube. Maybe they jump into the Guardians of the Galaxy when they have the Power Stone. You know, you might see like you know maybe they jump into Doctor Strange when he's got the when he's got the Time Stone. So there might be the possibility that you have two storylines going concurrently, much like Days of Future Past, mm. where you have like a team in the present fighting Thanos and a team going back to undo everything to make it so that he can't ever put it together in the first place. There's there's certainly precedent for the Secret Avengers huh. to be in the microverse or quantum verse or whatever. Yeah. And make no mistake, I think we're at the point where Thanos is going to have to be dealt with as part of the next movie. Here are the two main things I'm hanging my Scarlet Witch completely unconsciously put everything in a position where Thanos did the things that he did. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't all hang together, I'm going to admit it, but there were two big things here, and one of them is 
one of the first things we get as we leave the opening with Thanos is, and granted, it's it's Tony Stark uh, instead of Scarlet Witch or Vision or anything, mm-hmm. but we get a conversation of, I had a vivid dream that we had a kid, and it was so real. Mm-hmm. And the concept of dreaming children is so tied into mm. the disassembled storyline. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. gotta believe that's on purpose. That gotta believe that's not a throwaway line. Now, again, I also I'm also the person who 20 minutes ago said, "But the drop of blood that means yeah. something, right?" I could be reading too much into it. But <laughs> well, I think that there is something to Tony Stark wanting a happy ending. So I think that there will be something hinging on he either someone sacrifices something so Tony gets that happy ending, or Tony has to sacrifice that happy ending to stop Thanos. Yeah, um, like you know what I mean. Like I think that it's going to yep. come down to. But it's uh, that's not the only thing. It's a, it's one uh, okay circumstantial evidence. One of the other things is what was the time frame of Thanos deciding that uh, okay I have to catch up to the Avengers ship, Asgardian, the Asgardian ship. He, he so Thor Ragnarok ends with the ship coming down, but at that point he had already gotten the power stone. Right. Which we learn, which we learn through exposition from Thor, that he had already wiped out Xandar. Right. So, so, so he had decided to start doing that basically after Ronan failed, and after Guardians. What, what, okay. what, which movie had the tag where he's like, "I'll do it myself"? Was that the second Thor? No, that was uh, that, was, that Age was Age of Ultron. Ultron. Oh, Age of Ultron. So at the end of Age of Ultron, he was already like, "I'm going to do it myself." Right. Age of Ultron, where Scarlet Witch was completely traumatized by the death of her brother. And, right. Hmm. Maybe. So we, right. So we have. So there. So that is. <laughs> so, so Thanos decides at the end of Age of Ultron that he's going to do it himself. Yeah. True. And that's the first time where where she demonstrates. Not not quite cosmic level power, but she was able to level quite a bit. Yeah, actually, that that reminds me. It's uh, we we go from at the beginning of Age of Ultron. Okay, I can give Tony bad dreams. Mm-hmm. To by the end of Infinity War, she is able to destroy an Infinity Gem, and with her focus split, hold Thanos back for a good thirty seconds. Yeah, that's true. So. so it's, it definitely, they've established that Scarlet Witch is one of the most powerful characters. But I can't stress this enough. She definitely died. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Doctor Strange. So, like, that, they definitely took these characters up. Now, I think if they end up traveling back in time, there's the potential of getting a less experienced and possibly less powerful Scarlet Witch involved. And uh, I will absolutely cop to the fact that yes, things become problematic when Scarlet Witch is dead. Uh, but I could also <laughs> I could also say, remember it's so magnanimous of you. <laughs> the, the minute the, the minute it becomes a conversation of yes, Vision and Scarlet Witch are saying we want to spend more time together. Maybe we want to disconnect. That's when the attack happens. And maybe her final wish is, if I can't be with Vision, then I wish I was dead. See, this is where um, I think that they're going to they're gonna play on your comic book geekdom and use it against you in the way that the other Marvel movies have weaponized it against us. Like, Civil War had nothing to do with the comic book storyline, Civil War. <laughs> Age of Ultron had nothing to do with the comic book storyline, uh, Age of Ultron. I definitely think that you're probably right. Do you like how I, do you like how I qualify that? I definitely, <laughs> a thousand percent... That's better and than I good, thought I was going to get. <laughs> no, I think that I think that there's a very good chance that this the next one will be called Avengers Disassembled. I think there's a very good chance. 
Um, cause it's a very, cause it's a, it's a, that's, that's a famous name of theirs, you know? So in terms of branding, you know, everything has been named after a thing that we, we sort of know. True. The Infinity War had nothing to do with the comic book Infinity War though. This was close. This was Infinity Gauntlet. This, this wasn't like the Infinity War with all the fucking doppelgangers and, and the Magus. So one of yeah. the other things that you were talking about, um, as we were discussing this is the idea though, that, and granted it, may not be Doctor Strange who delivers this message because he's dead now too. In Avengers Disassembled, Doctor Strange comes to Tony and says, it's it's Wanda, and she doesn't even know she's doing it. Yeah, and, and I think and, well, I think if there's anything to this theory, it's that it's not conscious. Yeah, so how long has she, you know, if this theory is correct, been sending out, you know, psychic disruptions that could have, for example, put Tony and Steve at odds? Oh, that's actually that's actually not a bad. Now this might be a thing where they learn to stop it from happening. Like maybe Wanda has to get, t- you know what I mean? Like maybe that's the trade. Maybe yeah, it's there's no reason your theory and, and mine can't fit together in certain ways. No, I'm I'm saying you know I I think though that we should take it at I think we should take it at face value that they put the core Avengers back at the center of things at the end of this movie for a reason. And I think that's because they want to move away from all these secondary characters and get back to Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, Black Widow. Like this is the core group. And then you're probably and you're gonna have Captain Marvel and and uh, Rocket and a few other. Uh, you'll have Nebula from Guardians. But like we're we're we want to focus on the characters we started with it, the ones that launched this. We're gonna give them the proper send off and not have to share the screen with with like newer fan favorites. Oh, and and I think that's definitely gonna happen. It's again, Scarlet Witch. Yep, she's dead. So if she has had any influence on this up until now, that no longer continues. So that would mean that if the core Avengers are able to defeat Thanos, number one, that is a pure victory. Yeah. It would also mean that okay, yep, everybody's coming back. But part of the comeback could be, you know, look, the reason, part of the reason this one theory, assuming I'm in any way right, part of the reason this one scenario out of the 14,605 that I saw, the reason it worked is it took Scarlet Witch off the board so her unconscious wishes could not mm. help anybody I, anymore. I, the, the thing I'll say about that, though, is that I think it's, I think they made it very clear that the thing that that the one scenario in which they won was when Tony Stark was alive. Like yeah. I think Tony Stark dies on Titan every single time, and that's why Doctor Strange is like, I'm gonna trade. He's he's the only one who's seen the future. So saving Tony Stark's life must be so important, and Tony Stark must be so important to the you know to the the one timeline which they win that he was willing to sacrifice himself. And giving Thanos the time stone, which he was going to get anyway, so that Tony Stark could could live. I'm also going to say this. I'm pretty sure that when Thanos turned back time to put the gem back together, he brought back a bunch of heroes back to life that he, I think, had just killed. Like, they don't really explicitly state what he was doing, but he hit Captain America pretty hard. He made, the, he made Banner part <laughs> of a mountain. He, like, embedded – he didn't just, like, put him in – he, like, made him part of the mountain. He like crushed Scarlet Witch. He knocked Falcon out of the sky. He like stomped Black Panther to the ground. I'm pretty sure if you want to look at it, he just killed those Avengers. 
but when he but when Scarlet Witch destroyed the stone and he turned back time, he also brought them all back to life. That's true, and I hadn't thought about that, that at all, but that that makes a lot of sense. The only other thing I'll say, <laughs> and it, again, it's probably weaponizing comics knowledge against me. <laughs> it's it, I'll probably stick by this theory until the new movie comes out, the same way I stick by, oh, there's good stuff in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Um, oh, even after the movie comes out, you'll still try and retroactively be like, yes, but I think it still holds up. Because- yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a comic geek. That's what we yes, do. Yes, that's what we do. But, uh... If you're going to do Bendis's Disassembled, uh, who died in Disassembled? Who wasn't in this movie? You got Ant-Man and you got Hawkeye. Right. And again, they may well be weaponizing that knowledge against me, but... Um, Infinity War in the comic book starred Adam Warlock and his future evil self. So fuck yeah. your theory, Rob. <laughs> don't, don't give two shits about what's in the comic book. <laughs> All I know All right. is if it's called a thing... It's going to have nothing to do with the actual comic the name is based on. That's my that's my guarantee. All right, it, and it, <laughs> you're probably right. It's probably as simple as well. Shit, if we're going to kill all these characters, then we need to have a couple extra heroes to throw in the mix in the next one. But uh, I don't know. It's the main thing I'm hanging it on is that I dreamed we had a child, and that if you're that's going, true though. That is very loaded for it for a Marvel. Yeah. Uh, for for any for any Marvel property that includes the Scarlet Witch in it, saying that you dreamed a child is pretty yeah, loaded. And, and look, th- this show has a long and storied history of Rob having about four beers and saying, you know what I think is going to happen in Flash season two? I think this <laughs> character is going to come back. And it winds up not happening, and I hope nobody ever listens to those episodes again. <laughs> that, might w- that might well happen with my disassembled theory. But by God, if it works, I was first. I was first. And look, I, I'm the first to say, like, oh, who knows if, like, a major, you know, superhero uh, movie with a giant budget would, would pin, uh, you know, their entire plot on the idea of one of their superheroes uh, being manipulated by a demon through time and space that makes her have pretend kids through genes that she manifests through her weird mutant magical powers. And I'd be like, yeah, that seems crazy. But we just watched a movie in which a space... Avatar of Death came down and grabbed magic rocks. <laughs> yeah. And used them to decimate like 20,000 superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> they killed Spider Man. Which was a talking tree. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, so, I, I have a, anything's possible. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I have a question going forward. I'm. I noticed after he snapped his fingers, the gauntlet was all banged up and charred. Did he break the gauntlet? Yeah. I don't think he broke the gauntlet. I think it just shows the power because the dwarf had to make, he needed them to make a gauntlet that could contain the power. So I think that, I think it was just showing that. Uh, Have we talked about the. But it, but it might, I don't know that it's destroyed because it's still on his hand. Yeah. But, it, but it was definitely fucked up. Have we talked about the gauntlet that Hera said was a fake? Gila. Gila uh, <laughs> said was fake. Shut up. Well, now Have you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and I now feel better about, about me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, didn't Gila see you're back to DC already. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a, a version of the Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, yeah, the, the gauntlet that we saw in the uh, trophy room in Asgard. Yeah. So. Is that just a, a prototype they had on hand? Because it really felt like Thanos went out of his way to make them build a special one. I, I yeah. wish they had a, that yep. she hadn't done the fake thing. Like they could have just blown it up on Asgard and taken it out of the equation that way. So without this is, 
saying no. Yeah, this is also one of those things where they put an Easter egg in the first Thor movie and then had to justify They basically had to no-prize themselves out of it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but they, like, they blew up the whole fucking planet. They could have just said, like, oh, hey, nobody grabbed the other Infinity Gauntlet. On the- Bummer. Yeah, Boy, That would really come in handy. No pun intended. <laughs> God, that's the hell of reading comic books for the last 42 years of my life. You start to look for these connected things and... Because they're, yeah. they're, they're there sometimes. They're there more often than not, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so I'll say that it's probably not the first time. So, like, I don't think he came up with the idea of the, of the gauntlet. I think that the, I think the Asgardians came up with the idea that there should be a gauntlet that can contain all of the stones. And they had the prototype, but they never actually built it. Mm. And then he kept it in the trophy hall to be like, this is what it would look like. And maybe even kept it there as a fake to... If someone wanted to try and steal it to put the things together, it would kill them because mm. that gauntlet couldn't hold the gems. So that if they, if they put it together and tried to use it, they would incinerate themselves. I, I, I that think was, that was that's my thinking of the, Odin was basically laying a trap for people who would want to try and put the stones together. <laughs> I, I, I think oh it, man! I think it was Odin's jack-off glove. While I'm wearing this, it feels like somebody else. <laughs> See, now you're just making it weird. <laughs> But they've had a couple of moments like that. Jordan where it's like they've, <laughs> they've had a couple of moments like that. Open they just the Bifrost. <laughs> it's the only way he can come. Um, Jesus. The they've had a couple of moments like this. It, it is. Just gets, it is. <laughs> you realize Heimdall's seen every single person on Asgard jerk off. <laughs> that's just, that's yeah, why Asgard. his eyes that's are glazed Asgard. over like that. <laughs> Oh, that's why Heimdall is the way he is. He's like, God damn it, these people jerk off so much. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much jerking off. Every time I put on a sock, I throw up. It's terrible. Oh. But they've had Adam Warlock, for example, show up in a couple of places too. So there was the theory that he's among the, the trophies that the collector has at the end but of... But then Guardians 2 oh, the yeah. put the kibosh yeah. on that because he's clearly being built by the golden lady. Right. Yeah. So it's, I think it just gets into inconsistencies between directors where they didn't quite sync up all their Easter eggs. I, I think Howard the Duck, voiced by Seth Green, should take the Infinity Gauntlet and put everything back. <laughs> and again, you're saying that as a joke, oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. But, I'm hearing it like, I, just, that could I just got teary-eyed over the death of a talking tree. <laughs> well, we've established Again. we've established Again. many producers listen to this show. So, if the Russo <laughs> brothers are listening, we own the subsidiary rights to Howard the Duck saving the Marvel universe. Cosmo the dog at this point. <laughs> yeah, and then Lockjaw shows up and wipes out any trace of the existence of the shitty Inhumans miniseries that they put together. <laughs> no, that'll be it. Like Scarlet Witch will come back and be like, "No more Inhumans." So that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do uh, do we want to even... I mean, at this point, there's 19 of these fucking things. There's two or three well, more. What would you like to see? Like, what haven't they shown you that you would absolutely... Lo- you know what I mean? Like, what's left? I mean, I, I don't know. It's... Uh, we're... Like I said earlier... I think on, everything Fox owns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to see... Aside from, like, the thing showing up and fighting the Hulk now and the Silver Surfer yeah. fighting Thor, like what, like, what el- like, what else is left? And clearly, just based on that, and again, don't ask me to source it. I forget where I read it in the last few weeks, but clearly it's sort of in Kevin Feige's mind we're going to get there. 
but it's not in their immediate plans. Because, yeah, clearly there's a big storyboard somewhere. And I have even more respect for it now, having done this show. Again, part of why I like to do this show is I, I learn new stuff and my mind get Yeah, just the order of the stones over the course of movies to right. get to this point. Clearly there's a big plan. So clearly that big plan moves a few years into the future. And somewhere, I'm guessing in dry erase marker, it's, uh, okay, Wolverine and Spider-Man or whatever. I mean, Well, I think when they started this, they didn't have that. So it was like there was a lot of throwing you know, shit at the walls to, to set stuff up. So I don't think they necessarily had them. And I think that's the issue with the, the, the reason they had the, the line in Ragnarok where it's like it's a fake is because they sort of painted themselves in a corner with a cute little Easter egg that then became the primary MacGuffin of, you know, the biggest movie they were putting together. So it's yeah. like, we have to address this. I don't think that, you know, when they started out, they were like, oh, is it going to pay off like this? But I think once they got into the first Avengers movie, they knew, yep, we're going to build to Thanos. And once they got to this point, able to go backwards and reverse engineer, like, what did we already lay the groundwork for? Let's pay that stuff off. No, I understand that. I, my, it's just a, a qualm I have with Ragnarok that that one line she just said fake. Like they didn't need to do that to get rid of that particular gauntlet because they blew the fucking planet up a few minutes later. Sure, and you didn't even need to reference it because only the nerdiest of the nerds remembered that it was even <laughs> seen for a second in the first movie. Yeah, I forgot right. about it completely. I was like, we saw it in the third one. It's a. I own almost all the Marvel movies. I don't own the first Thor, and I don't yet own Ragnarok. I own the Lost World for some reason. I think I ordered it shit faced and watched it in the theaters, and we're like, oh, we should catch up. Yeah, on this. I ordered it shit faced <laughs> and watched it shit faced. I couldn't tell you a thing about the Dark World except it's in the closet over here. Yeah, Marvel can't tell you about the Dark World either. They're like, yeah, yeah we didn't really think that one through. I think based on my theory, I want to see disassembled because you know what? If we're reaching a point where the original look. uh Chris Evans has said he wants to do other shit, so he's not going to be around forever. Right. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not getting any younger. I think Chris Hemsworth now realizes, okay, I've sort of come into my own, and I have a future here. I'll stick around. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth's like, uh, I'll yeah. do more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm in. He's going to be the Hugh Jackman. He, he'll be like 52. <laughs> but I mean, Somehow pumping like... He's going to spend time like working out and pumping lamb fetal cells into his face so he looks perpetually like 30. <laughs> they have CGI. I'm very glad I, I didn't miss that. <laughs> I, I would like to see Thor, you know, for every, every future movie now, just like gain and lose an eye. I like that the, uh, the eye that Rocket gave him was a different color than. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like that they went the full James Gunn humor with, oh, no, I had to carry that in my ass. <laughs> yeah. Cut to it all. Oh, you want to wash that off. Huh? <laughs> oh, that was just a great little, that was just a nice little nod, too, of setting up Peter Quill's complete, you know, he's so out of his league, but he's also <laughs> so totally insecure because, like, when he's faced with, like, an actual superhero, it's like, no, you're a dude. This is a man. <laughs> you know this is as if everything stemmed from that where it's just him trying to prove himself yeah i really and i think my whole theory comes from it i would like to see disassembled it's keep in mind i, I came hardcore back to superhero comics after most of the 90s just reading vertigo right around the turn of the century when it sort of became a, a writer's medium as opposed to 
oh, we got Ron Lim to pretend to be Rob Liefeld, who's pretending to be Todd McFarlane, and that's how we sell a book. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't read Avengers for years, so this mm. big arc that tore everything apart, and yeah, the first two or three years of new Avengers with, okay, we're going to have characters who've never been in the Avengers and start street level and build back up to the cosmic stuff. I really loved those stories. So yeah, part of this theory is, let me find a place to hang my hat to say, we're going to get that. So Sure. I mean, again, I, I, I think you very well could see the name disassembled as the name of the movie, but I don't think it's going to have jag all to do yeah. with the actual disassembled storyline. Which is possible. You, and you ain't getting Luke Cage in it. <laughs> you just broke not, poor just Mike gonna, Coulter's heart. They're not merging the TV and the movie universes right now. Which is, a, which is I think, you could uh, have a scene. You could have a scene with them on the fucking ground in Harlem. Give them something, They were man. in New York. That's what I'm saying. They were fucking in New York. They could have just York. thrown the four guys well, in there. Can I just when throw a, a, a how, fantasy? How happy would you be if they panned over and there's fucking Luke Cage? I would be ecstatic. Yeah. I would also be ecstatic if it'd be, you know, it'd be like showing the Three Stooges in Mad Mad World. But like when everybody's you know, <laughs> which was awesome, and you fucking know it. Turning to it. I know. Turning to like soot and blowing away, and oh, there goes Danny Rand. Bye, Danny. Bye. Yep. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> he's, he's the one person they can't figure out how to restore. Danny Rand. It was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mike Coulter going, sweet Christmas. I'm <laughs> yep. free. I'm finally free. <laughs> <laughs> or just like when they put everything back together and everyone comes back and then, you know, fucking Daredevil and Electra pop up. I'm like, oh, that explains that resurrection. Great. Let's get back. <laughs> Daredevil season three. Yeah. Amanda, is there anything, any stories you want to see? Um, any Avenger stories? I mean, well, I, I do wonder though if they bring Scarlet Witch back. They do have somebody like there where. It, if they finally finished absorbing all of the Fox properties can with a word, just create a situation where we can have a completely different run with mutants or yeah, just blow away all the old X-Men. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a built-in mechanism. Yeah. Well, you also have a built-in mechanism to reboot your franchises in universe with the reality and the time gems of like, just replace the actors now. And it's like, Oh, that's because of that wacky reality. Gem. Yeah. yeah I, I, I did what Tony Stark looks like. <laughs> I did. You're finally going to get teenage Tony Stark, just like everyone always loved. That was everyone's favorite story. Ew, he time. looks like Arlen Ehrmanreich. Is that how you say it? The, yeah. the dude's playing on solo? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just killed Minari based on the video. You know what? You can go fuck yourself with that solo movie and that piece of shit. Oh, that's what Han Solo looked like? It only takes place 10 years before the goddamn actual movie we all love. I don't need to see Han Solo five years before I saw him in Star Wars. What the fuck kind of bullshit is that? It's not Han Solo. That's not my Han Solo. That is not canon as far as I'm concerned. They can all go fuck themselves. Benari, what are you doing in three weeks? I think one of the things I, I would be curious in the next movie about is this is their opportunity to do a little bit of test run uh, with other characters picking up mantles where they can absolutely walk it back when people, in theory, come back at the end of the movie. So, for mm -hmm. example, Shuri as Black Panther. Right. <laughs> Let's see what that looks like. Or, you know, you also have this thing of, you know, they've kind of made Bucky the White Wolf. Yeah. So these characters can also take on their own roles where you have the specter of like Iron Man and Captain America in this universe, but now I'm kind of following these other people, so I don't need to see the rehashed beats of Captain America. I'm now seeing his universe going in a different direction, where like, oh, Falcon's just being Falcon in this movie 
with someone else. And now I'm just watching all these other heroes. And, you know, at, at just as the mantle was passed to Black Panther, I think that they can pass on the mantle to other heroes and we can enjoy them just as much and be like, oh, this is new and unique. This is cool. Oh, yeah. I think that's absolutely yeah. going to happen. I think that's part of why certain people have been left around. Yeah. And that I, solves their problem of the fatigue of seeing, notice, like, we're not getting an Iron Man 4. Iron Man didn't go anywhere, but we're not, we don't need that particular, we don't need to keep rehashing the same character anymore, which, they, which they're kind of learning now. It's like, okay, this character gets a movie, that's a success, we can get a sequel to that, but we can also go in these other directions and start bringing other characters and then see where that takes us. And now we're introduced to these characters, see if this one goes anywhere, et cetera, et cetera. I'll bet you one thing we get in the next, uh, call it 10-year phase, if we are in fact getting the Kree scroll war in Captain Marvel, I mm-hmm. bet I bet we get Secret Invasion. Yeah. Oh, yes. That won't and, be right away, but I, I'll, I'll bet that's coming. And if they want to go, if they really want to go big, like down the line, give Chris Evans a break, give Robert Downey Jr. a break, but bring him back for Secret Wars. Uh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Galactus as Galactus. Uh. Like a real go cloud, a big purple yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it probably Thanos. You know, now has has probably made it too many. You know, too many big purple guys or something. But <laughs> oh, you're on. just gonna you're just gonna devour one planet at a time. How quaint. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Do we even want to try to rank these? Uh, I tried to do this a little earlier. At this point, there's 19 of these motherfuckers. Who, who, who wants to rank them? <laughs> Can't they just be? Can't they can't just enjoy them? <laughs> well, we we may be at that point, yeah. Well, we're now at the point too where yeah. it's really. I don't know that you can just enjoy Infinity War on its own. Part of the enjoyment is the payoff to ten years of this. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's. It, I don't know how many spoiler-free reviews. You know how hard it was to just stick to spoiler-free reviews before we went to see this? I didn't even read reviews. Oh my god, what do you do with somebody who just sits down for the first time and watches Infinity War? And it's like, who's doing that? Yeah, yeah, I think think at this point, (laughs) the movie-going public has been educated. Number one, the reason you can do something like this is there hasn't been a bad movie yet. We know Marvel's got bad shit in them. We've already name-checked Invader, not Invaders, uh, Inhumans. Uh, (laughs) Right. So They've had some missteps. missteps. uh, Yeah, but eventually there's going to be a stinker. And the closest we've had to that is Age of Ultron, which is just, eh, it's pretty good. Uh, The first Thor. Uh, All right, the first Thor, yeah. And the second Thor. I mean, I I would say, I would say... I I like the first Thor. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I think the, the worst movies are still enjoyable. Like when you want, like the worst you can say about one of the Marvel movies, you'd be like, yeah, I don't probably don't need to see it again. Mm, like yeah. that's the worst thing that you can really say about, you know, Iron Man two, Thor two. So yeah, I mean, all. they've all been pretty good and you can do this kind of storytelling as long as everything is at least pretty good enough to get people into the theater. The minute you do a stinker and God help you two in a row, it all falls apart. Cause if you haven't seen it, yeah, if if you have not seen pretty much all nineteen of the movies, you're gonna have at least a little bit of a hard time. But even there, they've you know. Yeah, uh, oh, on this one, we're gonna have a, ton, a very hard time. Yeah, but even with this one, uh, the the ones that that are generally considered, like we said, Thor and the Dark World, 
they're not really name-checked. We don't need to know a lot about those. They've at least been smart enough to sort of push those off to the side. But the minute it's like, that, hey, it's uh, the Speedball movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> if nobody goes to see it, uh, okay, now we have to change our plans at best to, to get to the point where, okay, we can just pretend that never happened. So as, as long You're as the movie... Flashpoint. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, God help me. I'm looking forward to Flashpoint. It's let's keep Wonder Woman. <laughs> let's keep certain things. But yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> I have reached the point I'm willing to start over with the DC universe. Being the last guy defending some of these movies, yeah, okay, we could we could try something new. <laughs> so yeah, I mean they've been fortunate that they can be in a position where they can say, yeah, if you come see this, we can be pretty confident you've seen just about everything else. I'm not sure how long that can continue for because, yeah, eventually they will hire their Josh Trank. Yeah, well, and also, we, even with this movie, we were making a joke coming out of the, the theater that this will be one of the ones that will benefit if they ever have the augmented reality technology. So you have an overlay while you're watching it at home or um, an editorial box will pop up on the screen. Hey, true believer, remember this is seen in da-da-da-da, and then you can click through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it well, like once once we move past the need to see movies in theaters and we just download them directly to our cerebral cortex. <laughs> and and in the immersive Marvel experience living at 24/7 where the storylines are constantly ongoing and we just insert ourselves into them at various points and then leave whenever we feel like it. Well, yeah, that's, that's the, the <laughs> next evolution of, of the Marvel experience. And I can't wait for that because whenever you go to the theater, half the people are just <laughs> assholes. They're on their goddamn phones. If there were just a way to wipe out about half the fucking population, I everything would, would be all right. Snap of my finger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably as good a note to wrap up on as any. Anything uh, anybody else wants to bring up? or uh, it's, uh, Overall... Uh, my God, for the, the size of the cast and a movie this long, I don't know how you can do it much better than they did it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's two and a half hours where I didn't wish for a cigarette for, for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you did very well. So yeah, it's uh, I just hope the follow-up, uh, even if my theory is completely crap, do it two-thirds as well as this. Okay, and I'm ready to sail into the the second big phase of Marvel. Well, they, I, I, I think the Russo brothers are the big winners here, though. Yeah. In this whatever phase of Marvel we're in, they're the ones who have shown like, man, we can we can make this a well oiled machine for you. We can do what you need to get done. Oh, totally. You know, it's this was this had heart and emotion and was funny throughout. Like they never they took it both super seriously, but never took it serious enough that they got lost up their own ass like some other filmmakers in another. Well, well, even within the Marvel Universe, John Favreau only made it twice. Right. And Joss Whedon only made it twice. And it damn near killed him from everything you, you read about. And the Russo brothers, yeah, jumped on Captain America, which, yeah, yeah the, the first Avenger, decent movie. But Winter Soldier, I'd still put, yeah, if we were ranking, I'd put probably it's, still just about at the top. Yeah. And they've done. I mean, Winter more. Soldier, Civil War, the, the Cap. In terms, just in terms of like the characters' trilogies, the Cap trilogy is, I think, so perfect in terms of his his story arc. Um, but but Winter Soldier and Civil War are, are still like up there. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, if, if we're gonna Civil War is up there. <laughs> so yeah, if we can, fine, we'll do one more and we'll sail into a whole new, whole phase. new, whole new phase. <laughs> I'm all for it. All right. 
Anything else, or should we wrap it up? I, I think we can wrap it up. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Thank you again, uh, Ross and Benari. And uh, yeah, clear uh, clear your calendars for the weekend of Solo, because that could be good hate radio. Yeah, no one go see that movie. Don't give them a fucking <laughs> no. dime. Do not give them a fucking dime. It does not exist. No. That's the one I'm, I'm wiping that out. No, no, Benari, uh, it would be good radio. I'm just it saying. Does not exist. Will, uh, uh, it's really difficult to rant about a movie that doesn't that didn't happen. <laughs> I'll go full corporate. We'll take this offline. We'll talk about this later. But so yes, Ross Benari. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yep. Benari, what's worse, Young Han Solo or Old Indiana Jones? Part time. Well, <laughs> Old Indiana Jones is still Indiana Jones. He just I don't want to see With him. Aliens. Old. I don't want to see him old. But With aliens. It was still Indiana Jones and don't Shia LaBeouf. It was sad. I didn't want to see aging Indiana Jones, but don't retcon some fake in some fake Han Solo and tell me that's Han Solo. Is is this the wrong time to say that Spielberg? <laughs> don't, fucking, don't fucking jack a Wookiee off and tell me it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we killed Ross. All right, Ross Benari, thank you for uh, for being with us on this. Uh, okay, so yeah, don't know where you found this particular podcast episode, but you can always find us at our home website, crisisoninfinitemidlives.com. We are on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash crisisoninfinitemidlives. We are on Twitter. Twitter handle is at infinitemidlife. Uh, we're on Tumblr. Don't bother. I say that every week, but fuck it. We're there. Uh, crisisoninfinitemidlives.tumblr.com. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe to the show there. Also, if you get a minute, if you can uh, give us a rating or a review, it would help new people find the show. Uh, yeah, where else are we? We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on the Google Play Network, and we're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. And you can always email us, crisisoninfinitemidlives at gmail.com. All right, once again, thank you, Ross Benari, for joining us. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, this has been episode 175 of the Crisis on Infinite Midlife show. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. Thank you for listening, and derp. I'm still going to stick with Enhanced Dinklage. That's about <laughs> as funny as we're going to get today. Enhanced Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs>